In a world where sports rule the airways, there are two who dare to break from the norm. It's time for the Movie Zone, starring Austin Horton and Johnny Lightfoot, now playing on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hey there, another edition of The Movie Zone. I am Austin. He is Johnny. Sup? Sup, buddy? How are you? I'm stretched thin. How are you? That makes two of us. <laughs> That's life, man. Yeah, I know, right? Life rolls and you either quit or keep going. There's, I need maybe three more hours in a day. For sleep? No, <laughs> for work. Interesting. You know, touring, summer touring is always crazy. I mean, it's, it's, I seriously think since, uh, since around the 4th of July, I think I have not gone more than two days without playing a gig somewhere. So it's been like every day, every day, every day. Wow. But, you know. That rock star life. Yeah, but you know, summer's slowly winding down here. We're getting into the fall season, which uh, begins in September. So things will get a little back to normal then. Oh, the fall season has begun, man. Yeah, it's pumpkin spice lattes out because that's, that's, that's out. Yeah. okay. Then it's officially fall. College football starts this weekend. I know, Not right? For the local teams, but are you excited for it? Yeah, of course, right? Cannot wait for it to begin. I know. I'm it's been uh, a long, almost. It feels like two years. Because last year was not didn't count really. Well, it's so. going to be good to see full seasons and hopefully full arenas. Yeah, hopefully so. And when I say hopefully, I mean there's obviously going to be a lot more attendance than was last year. But I would like to see every game be a sellout. Uh, there, I think that as long as the government officials will allow it. Now, as far as the NBA goes, that might be a different story. The plan right now, I think, is to have full capacity again at Vivint Arena. But you never know with the NBA. I believe it is, yeah. They'll probably, uh, just reading from what other markets have done, you might see some vaccination proof required and or a negative test uh, be be asked for. But if that's what it takes, why not? I don't have a problem with it. Yeah. Um, one, uh, I've got mine. So I'm not worried about it. You know, I've got my card. I've got everything that I need. So I'm, I'm ready to rock and roll. But I think it helps protect everyone. And look, if this is what we have to do to get things back to normal again, then fine. Yeah. I'm, I'm all aboard. Uh, I cannot wait for the day where we don't have to talk about this anymore. Right. And I thought we were close to that, and then it didn't happen. So. Maybe it's today. Maybe today's the last day. Maybe, <laughs> if you believe in miracles. Yeah. All right. Uh, we do have four new movies coming out this week. Yeah. One of which... Looks really funny while heart touching. Another looks very heart wrenching but true. Okay. And the other two probably not worth my time. So the the true movie though you're referring to is Candyman, right? No, nope. no, mm-hmm. that didn't happen. No. What the? By the way, we'll get in. We'll get into this more. Okay. So don't answer it now. No. But what the hell is wrong with Jordan Peele? What <laughs> happened to that guy? Yeah, wasn't he all about comedy? Yeah, he's really good at it, too. And he, apparently he's really good at horror. But I want to know, it's just a weird dichotomy, a weird contrast. So we'll get into that here in a minute. But before we go any further, Johnny, you went rogue on me last <laughs> I to- week. I totally went rogue, man. And I'll, I won't lie to you. When I saw this poll come out, I turned to my wife and said, who does he think he is <laughs> going after a feature like that? Uh, well, see, look, it stemmed from my, uh, I got some blowback on uh, my... Uh, best talking dog movie. You should. That was terrible. 
<laughs> so I just wanted to see. I wanted to see where the meter was for the rest of you know the listeners. I wanted to see what they thought. Well, so just so just because you weren't out of gas doesn't mean you have to throw the car into the lake. And that's what you were trying to do to the no. Sunday night movie night movie zone movie showdown. No, I was not throwing anything in the lake. I just. Uh, we had talked like, cause you know, it's always so one-sided or nothing. We we had talked briefly, and this is pulling back the curtain. We said, "Do we should we do this anymore?" You said, <laughs> "Should we do this anymore?" Mm-hmm. And I said, "Shut your dirty mouth." <laughs> uh-huh. So you sent out this poll asking the listeners if we should keep it going or some other choices. What were they? All right. Well, so let, let me let me rephrase that for you because you didn't say it correctly. <laughs> I sent out a poll saying, what should we do with the uh, the Sunday night movie showdown, showdown, movie night, whatever you call it, right? <laughs> yeah. And uh, I, I put, should we have Austin just do it? Should we have me just do it? Or should we continue switching both weeks? And then I thought, I just kind of want to see what will happen if I put this other one out there uh-huh. to get a, 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 you know, a, a, a vote from the, from the listeners. And uh, you won over okay. me. All right. You, uh, they, they would rather have you do them than me. And uh, I just lost a page here, but I believe it was like 33% for uh, Austin to do them. Okay. It was uh, 8% for me to do them. Okay. Uh, 9% said to end it completely. So ending it completely got a higher percentage than me doing them. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And the the grand winner was we should just keep doing what we're doing with 50% of the boat, just switching back and forth. Okay. So So the listeners have spoke. They want it. And, and I just want to peel back the curtain even further. Okay. Uh, my 33% comes down to three total votes. <laughs> right. Your 8% is less than one full vote. Right. Both is six votes, and end it completely is just barely over one complete vote. Right. So my w- end it completely one vote that I put in there? That was, was yours? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, the one vote was for me to do it. Okay. Oh, you voted for No, because I, I voted for you to do it. Did you really? Yeah. Oh. So I, guess, I actually voted uh, less than one vote. So. I don't remember. I actually I couldn't vote because I put it out you there. You can't vote on your own poll. Right. You could have logged in as Zone Sports Network and done it. Though. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we'll continue the Sunday night movie night movie zone movie showdown. Switch you back and forth. Okay. It's it, the, the the listeners have spoken. They have, and this show is we will always do what they want unless I don't like it. And then right. we'll do what I want. Oh, or I don't like it. Then I'll, we'll still do what and I want. And then we'll do what you want. Because <laughs> I'm in the co-hosting chair. Austin is in the hosting chair. I just want the, everyone to know that there's a big chair and a little chair, and I'm little chair right now. But really, my goal is to get all the credit and none of the blame. Right, and I'll so, do all the work. All right, there it is. There it yeah. is. All right. So <laughs> speaking of you doing all the work, it was my turn to send out the movie <laughs> nice. Sunday night, movie night, movie showdown. And with school resuming. I know. Both, uh, you know, from elementary through college, it's that time of the season. Is your daughter like going to high school yet? Yeah, close. Okay, she acts like it sometimes. She is a, she's too smart for her age. I tell you that. She knows. She knows what the potty is for. Okay. She knows what you're supposed to do in there. She won't do it. I want to live by those rules. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting, and we've got another one coming in December. I know. And congratulations. Her pediatrician was like, if you don't do it now. Don't bother, because she's going to regress when that new baby comes. Really? So I okay. guess we're not bothering. All right. So she'll... You know, I think you should follow in your steps, your daughter's footsteps, and you guys should just do it together we're like that. We're taking a stand. We're you saving know? water. You got, right. You're helping out <laughs> the world, Austin. All right. So with school resuming, I asked our listeners 
Which of these is the better back-to-school-themed movie? Mean Girls or Clueless? Now, I'll tell you, Johnny, I originally wasn't going to have Clueless in there. Really? I was going with Mean Girls versus Ferris Bueller, but then I thought... Oh, that would have been so lopsided. A runaway from Ferris Bueller. Yeah, right, right. And we're aiming for closer 50-50 is what we... We want a real battle each Right, right. We don't want Beverly Hills Chihuahua against Marmaduke. No, we do not. Okay. (laughs) Got it. So, Mean Girls or Clueless? What say you? What's the better movie? Now, Clueless is more your time frame. Mean Girls is more my time frame. Yeah, this is a good one. This is why you need to do this. You're so much better at this. But... uh, No, I think that I think that your age group and my age group are represented equally on this show. Okay, we'll and go with that. Your age group was you were, what were you in high school when Clueless came out? Uh, I was out of high school. Just I think. barely, probably. yeah, just barely. And I was just about to get to junior high. Right. So, whereas Mean Girls, I was in high school when Mean Girls came out, mm-hmm. and you were on your third marriage. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But you were like playing for 600,000 people in Cuba. Yeah, sure. So, so, Mean Girls or Clueless? I think I know where you're going to go. See, I I lean towards Clueless, yeah. but I love Mean Girls. It's so mean. I love it. <laughs> but my true pick would yeah. have been Easy A. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But um, that would have been blown out of the water. Yeah, that would have been blown out of the water. People have seen it. But I, I will probably go clueless, um, and I'm, I'm sure you're going Mean Girls. I am. Uh, clueless is great, but Mean Girls is a perfect movie. Yeah, it's it's really good. That's why I say it's just so. I love that type. Well, it's your type of movie too. It's a revenge movie in some ways. Yeah, it's an underdog. Yeah, change the world revenge movie for sure. So Mean Girls. Is my answer clueless is yours? The listeners have spoken. This is curious. I'm curious about this. What is it? With 54% of the vote. Wow. So we're almost dead even there. Mean Girls wins. Wow. Clueless got 46%. So 54 to 46. That's a good That's a good movie zone Sunday night, movie night, movie showdown results. They're neck and neck. Good job. We're looking at six versus four. That's here. great. That's See, I, I think I stoked the fire a little bit with my poll and got more people voting. Now, here's an, here's, an, <laughs> here's an interesting take from Jared. Okay. He says, it's probably the nostalgia, but clueless for me. Mm-hmm. I know for a fact that I'm about 10 years older than Jared, so I don't know what he's talking about with the nostalgia. Hmm. Nostalgia for him would have been more Mean Girls time. time. Right. Clueless is more nostalgia for me. Yeah, right. And I love, I love that movie. Just, I mean, there's so many classic lines in that movie. I get it. I get it. Uh, Donald Faison, that was my introduction to Donald Faison, was okay. Clueless. Then and he did Remember the Titans and then Scrubs. And, yeah. That was my, right, right, of course. That was my introduction to Paul Rudd. Oh, Paul Rudd, of course, yeah, yeah as well. All right, so there you go. That's this week's Sunday Night Movie Night Movie Zone Movie Showdown poll results. Johnny will have a p- Twitter poll for you this coming weekend. Follow him at Johnny Lightfoot one Yeah, thanks, fans, for making me still have to do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Four new movies this week, Johnny. By Four. the way, by the way, real quick, a shout out to Larry to Sony for doing the whole show last week. Wasn't that, was that great having him in? It was a lot of fun. He's he gives this show credibility. You know, I was I was uh, while we were doing that show, 
I kept thinking to myself, I was reading the descriptions of the movies, and I'm like, why am I doing this? The guy who wrote them is right across from me. Shouldn't he be doing this? I think he was probably, because I did the same thing, and I think he was probably thinking the same thing as well. He's yeah. Like, why he, are you guys reading this? You aren't doing this any justice, and Johnny's not saying the words that I put in there specifically for him. Well, he's done that again this week. I know he has. So uh, we'll let you get us started. Four new movies this week. Beginning with, what the hell is wrong with Jordan Peele? Candyman, right? Is that what we're talking about? Candyman. Now, is Candyman just a thing that's been around since childhood, or was there another movie called Candyman? Because I swear there was another movie called Candyman. Was there? But- I don't know, but while you're looking that up, I'm going to talk to us about Candyman. Candyman is a rated R horror thriller from writer-producer Jordan Pill, and here we go, starring Yaya, okay, Abdul Mateen, sure, the third, second, the second, yeah, second, Yaya Abdul Mateen, the second, yeah, sure, and the second name, I uh, Teone, Teone, Paris. Might be Tanya, might be Tiana. I don't know. I think he changed the spellings for me. (laughs) No, he didn't. He didn't? Nope. Okay. A spirited sequel. See, I knew there was another one. 1992. Yes. A spirited sequel to the horror film Candyman from 1992 that returns to the now, oh boy, gentrified... Chicago neighborhood where the legend began. Now, full, full, pulling back the curtain, my computer is completely black, so I'm trying to read. Yeah, what's up with I that? don't know. The screen has gone just dark on is me. Is so about I'm, to die? I probably. So I'm trying to read this on a screen that's not lighting up. Well, the story behind Candyman is uh, about a grad student who befriends this person while researching superstitions in a housing project on Chicago's near north side where this guy with, with a hook would give kids candy just as a, like a friendly thing. But then one day the kids had mm-hmm. razor blades in their candy. Right. So the police tracked this guy down, tortured him and killed him. Turns out he was innocent and it wasn't him doing it. Well, now fast forward to today, the candy man spirit. If you say it five times in the mirror, have you heard this? I think I've heard before? this. Then he'll come back and, wreak havoc on everybody and so another grad student's like let's give this a try and see what happens and well i will this is not a movie that i would probably go see currently i would probably you know five dollar this red box this something right but why would you see this at all but well because of jordan <laughs> pill that's he, exactly why you shouldn't see it. He he's, he's better than this. Oh man, he's good at this this horror genre. Oh, I know genre. But this is just a rip and copy and paste from the original. I know it is. He's not changing anything. You know what this makes? You know I, we've talked about this before, where uh, actors and directors have to sign like a three picture deal, and they get this gigantic blockbuster, and in turn they have to do this flaming pile of you know. Yeah. And this might be one of those deals. It might be. Uh, hey, we're gonna give you this monster movie, and you're gonna win a bunch of awards. But yeah, and while I don't care for the horror genre, um, I can still recognize how good he is at he's, it. He's he's yeah. amazing at it. And like I said, I don't know where from Jordan and Pill how he got to this dark side. Oh, from Key and Pill. Key and Pill, sorry. Yeah. Uh, how he got to this dark side of making these horror movies. But he's good at it. But I would love a comedy from him. I really would. It's what made his uh, his part of Toy Story Four so funny. 
he plays either Ducky or Bunny, mm-hmm. and and Keegan Michael Key plays the other one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's that time where they're, how are we going to get that key from the grandma? And they go through these horror scene ideas. Right. That's where that was brilliant. Oh, of course, because Jordan Peele is there playing a funny character, but then dives into his. They were like flashbacks of them trying to do a mission and like getting like killed in every yes. one of them, right? Or yeah. kill eaten, yeah. Right. And, and uh, but I do want to know what happened to him as a child. Mm. That made him so uh, want to be part of the horror film and be so good at it. Well, uh, horror world. How about it. Stephen King? What happened to him? Well, he's just a creep. But yeah, he writes. Be- See, what's crazy <laughs> is he writes these horror movies like It and uh, uh, what was the cemetery? cemetery, Cemetery and stuff like that. And then these brilliant Green Miles and Shawshank Redemptions. He yeah, Shawshank Redemption was actually not so much him. They took a short story by him and completely flipped it. Right, but did, didn't he do some writing on it to change it? Or oh, he, he just, did? Yeah. To help change yes. the script? I don't know about that. I love the part in Shawshank, though, where they say, why do they call you Red? He says, maybe it's because I'm Irish. Which is originally in the book. That's the short story. Mm-hmm. Red was a white, fair-skinned, redhead Irishman. Yep. And instead, Morgan Freeman played him in the movie. Which so funny. I can't see it any other way. Morgan is the perfect Red. Yeah. All right, so there you go. Candyman, Johnny says, if you're into that genre, uh, grab it on a $5 Tuesday or maybe find it at Redbox or whatever. I say don't watch it, even if you... Well, I don't know. If you're into it, yeah, you'd love it. If you're into that thing, I'm sure you'll love this movie. If you're not, don't see it. Hey, and just, just a quick note. Rita Hayward and the Shawshank Redemption is a novella by Stephen King in his 1982 collection, Different Seasons. So, yes. Rita Haywood and the Shawshank Redemption. Rita Hayworth. Hayworth, sorry. Yes. Yeah. All right. Uh, Together is a rated R drama comedy. A dramedy. A dramedy. Starring James McAvoy, who I could literally listen to read recipes. I know. Such a great voice. Sharon Horgan. Same. I could listen to her read recipes. And Samuel Logan. A husband and wife are forced to reevaluate themselves and their relationship through the reality of the COVID-19 lockdown. So this is a first movie about COVID-19. I think so. I, there might be others that I don't, I'm not remembering right now, but this is, as I said, a dramedy, a drama comedy. Okay. It's funny because they break the fourth wall constantly in this movie where they turn to the camera and say and something. talk to the yeah. audience Good. as though as though we're the marriage counselor they're talking to i like that it's it is they say things that are uh like the writing in this i would love to know who wrote this actually because they're saying things that in any other conversation would be like oh man that sucks why do you feel that well that's heartbreaking but as they say them in this movie you can't help but laugh because it, it's real if you if any of us uh, had lived through the uh, COVID-19 lockdown, or excuse me, we all lived through the COVID-19 lockdown, uh, but couples especially who then had to see each other every day, all day, who'd never see each other, you learned a little bit about each other that you mm-hmm. may have forgotten oh. or didn't know. Yes, and, and I think more of you forgotten. And this movie <laughs> is, is a very good uh, display, I think, of that with some uh, sad humor Involved. I think this is a go, 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 especially for yes. date night this week. Yes. This is your movie. Now, I was listening. Uh, I watched the trailer and I was doing a quick email while you were watching it. And I was just listening to it. And it, even just listening to it, it sounded funny. 
just there was hearing some, me listen, just, just watch hearing it. yes, and <laughs> and you were laughing out loud, and I was laughing out loud, and the computer was not facing me, and I couldn't see it, but it was funny. Uh, by the way, together the screenplay was written by Dennis Kelly, so I do not know a lot of his work. He's a British scriptwriter for theater, television, and film. He's won a Tony Award for best book of a musical. Okay, uh, he's worked with Sharon Horgan before in the movie Pulling. You may have seen Utopia, but yeah, he's more or less unknown on this part of the world. Right. But his writing is hilarious in this movie. I have a feeling that's going to change. He probably will become more known after this movie. I, I Maybe so. So together, I'd say, is your date night go this week. Awesome. Tell us about Death Rider in the House of Vampires, because <laughs> I don't want to. I love this. You do not. It's a rated R Western horror. Uh-huh. Yes. So, of course, Machete will be in it. I'm sure he will. Of course yeah, he is. Danny Trejo. I know. Right there, yeah. Devon. 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 That's like A-A-Ron. <laughs> Devon Swa. Sawa. Thank you. <laughs> Danny Trejo and Eli Roth. I love Eli Roth. Yes. I love Danny Trejo. In fact, I, I loved him in Predators. Did you? Yes, he was great in that. I love him in most of his stuff. He's just funny. He does those bad movies, but they're great, you know? In the Wild West, the mysterious Death Rider enters a dangerous vampire sanctuary where the price of admission is one female virgin. Okay. Is that why you made me read this one? No, I, it's a horror film again. Yeah. We have four movies this week, and 50% of them are stupid horror films. Yeah. This is going to be, as, as much as uh, I am craving a Western, this, I have a feeling this is going to be kind of like Machete. Machete? Machete. Yeah. Here's my problem, Johnny. Anytime, and we just went through this on the big show a few days ago, and I'll explain what I mean. Anytime I see the word vampire anymore, I just don't even care. I'm it kind of so got past it. It got burnt out with Twilight, didn't it? It did. That was kind of the end of it. I mean, we had uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula, which was great. We had, uh, oh, there was a couple more after that, but... Um, it's kind of done and over with. So Scotty filled in for Jake earlier this week, and he picked Band of the Day, and he, he picked his wife's favorite band right now. Vampire Weekend? Vampire Weekend. Yeah. And I rolled my eyes and went, really? But then listened to him, and they are better than their name yeah. suggests. Yeah. I don't think this movie will be better than its name suggests. Should we go see it together? No. We'll be the only no. ones in the theater, maybe. Uh, I would rather go to an all-day, all-night-long church service. Ooh. Then go see Death Rider in the House of Vampires. I would rather go see the movie. Than <laughs> <laughs> All right. And finally, the fourth selection this week, we talked to Larry about doing these sort of things at Megaplex. They and play it's these awesome. Documentaries. Yeah, it's, I love it. Makes a big difference to have it on the big screen in the theater. Uh, Not Going Quietly is a PG-13 rated documentary about the life of Addie Barkin. 32-year-old, his life was upended when he was diagnosed with ALS. But after a confrontation with powerful Senator Jeff Flake on an airplane goes viral, catapulting him to national fame, Addie and a motley crew of activists ignite a once-in-a-generation political movement called Be a Hero. Together, they barnstorm across the country and empower people to confront their elected officials with emotional, personal stories to demand healthcare justice, and Addie holds groundbreaking interviews with Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, Bernie Sanders, and Elizabeth Warren. Through his journey, Addie discovers that collective action and speaking truth to power offers hope for his family and millions of others. This is obviously a real true story. Mm -hmm. It's going to wreck your heart in pieces, and it's going to hopefully want to make you change some things and join in the fight to make sure our health care gets figured out in this country. 
We, now, you noticed the four interviews they listed are from the left. Yeah, they did. I noticed that. But there are other uh, moments in this film where the right comes into play as well. So I think it won't pro- it'll probably lean left, but documentaries aren't always right down the middle. I still think there will be some right representation as well for those out there rolling your eyes. Give it a shot. I think it will change how you look at healthcare in our country. And and don't be surprised if a right version of this comes out as well later down the road. A rebuttal? Yes. You know. Which would be sad because this is this guy's life. He I know. literally... Uh, well, he said, I will get, I'm willing to give my last breath to change this. He said the, it was hard to fight ALS with a brand new son yeah, and know man. that he's going to die. But the worst part, the harder fight was with his insurance company. And, and I, as, as I'm well, have talked about being a diabetic and being a touring musician at that time, I had no health care and had to fight to find my way through it to get my medicine. It is Jeez. something that does need to be changed and looked at. No matter what side you are on, I think you can agree with that. Something does have to be done. All right. So to review, Candyman, the Jordan Peele uh, horror sequel to the 1992 film of the same title. Together, the dramedy starring James McAvoy and Sharon Horgan about a married couple getting through the COVID-19 lockdown together. Hilariously sad. Mm-hmm. Not going quietly. The documentary about Addie Barkin's fight with ALS. I, I, and when I say love this, I love documentaries at Megaplex. And Death Rider in the House of Vampires, uh, Western Horror, starring Devin Sawa, Danny Trail, and Eli Roth. All right. Before we break, though, Johnny, got some good news last from last week's show. Okay. Coda, the movie about yeah. uh, the, the girl that is trying to pursue a, a life in music. But her parents are deaf. They don't know she's good at music. At least they don't know how good she is because they can't hear her. Right. And their fishing business is going under and they need her help to keep it alive. It is. Uh, it did so well. We had Larry in last week. He said he had to beg and plead to even get one screen for it because Apple TV, Apple, Apple TV, movies yeah. wasn't going to let yeah. it go. Well, good news from Larry. Coda did so well at Jordan Commons last weekend that Megaplex has received permission to add... The District, Thanksgiving Point, and Centerville. That's huge. So four Megaplex locations you can go check out Coda on the big screen. It's amazing. And just in case you didn't listen last week, why not? But on top of that, Coda won. It was at the Sundance Film Festival. It took all the awards. The big ones. All the big ones. And... Uh, I think it was Best Director. It was the Grand Prize Jury winner. Uh, And that's... Let's just stop there not including all the other ones it got go see this it's going to be amazing all right well we'll take a break come back on the other side with our uh, soundtrack of the week and music lesson yes uh, lesson in music history before we do though hop on twitter at austin horton at johnny lightfoot one at zone sports net since there's two horror movies out this week okay and there seems to be one every week i'm curious yeah do people love that genre? Yes. A, what is your favorite movie genre? B, what is your least favorite? And C, extra credit for explaining your reasoning. We'll get to your answers coming up next here on The Movie Zone. You're locked on to The Movie Zone with Austin Horton and Johnny Lightfoot on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. 
Welcome back. Segment two, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. This is the movie zone. Ah, you almost slipped. No, I was testing you. Music and concerts almost last night. It was last night. It was. This is the movie zone. And this is one of my favorite bands from 1987. Guns N' Roses. Oh, it's not Poison? Not Poison, (laughs) which is funny. I'm going to give you a little thing about this two bands. All right. So this is our soundtrack of the week. And lesson in music history, Guns N' Roses. Guns N' Roses, an American hard rock band out of none other than Los Angeles, California, was actually formed in 1985, and they signed a record deal in 1986 with Geffen Records. Of course, you know the band as Axl Rose, Slash, Izzy Stradlin, Duff McKagan, and Steven Adler, the original Guns N' Roses lineup, which Mr. Brownstone and the whole Appetite for Destruction album was recorded with. Guns N' Roses' debut album, which I just talked about, Appetite from Destruction in 1987, reached number one on the Billboard 200 a year after its release. It took a full year. Wow. But it did it on the strength of top 10 singles, Welcome to the Jungle, Paradise City, Sweet Child of Mine, which was the band's only single to reach number one on the Billboard 100. The album has sold approximately 30 million copies worldwide, including 18 million units in the United States, making it the country's best-selling debut album and 11th best-selling album all time. Wow. Pretty cool, right? Not too shabby. Uh, in the early years, the band, of course, was known for its uh, rebel side. And to the uh, the early, they got a kind of the nickname, the most dangerous band in the world. The band's classic lineup ended, and they brought in a couple new members, Matt Sorum, who played on the uh, November Rain, you know, the whole uh, Use Your Illusion 1 and 2. Uh, they were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2012, the first year of their eligibility. And now, Guns N' Roses have sold more than 1 million records worldwide, including 45 million in the United States, making them one of the best-selling acts in history. Now, uh, you can still catch Guns N' Roses on tour. They have reunited. They are back out and touring right now. There's a slash reunion tour, but uh, they might not start on time. They're notorious <laughs> for that. Yeah. But I mentioned Poison, or you mentioned Poison. Yeah. So there's a rift between Guns N' Roses and Poison. Is there? There is. So Slash originally auditioned. So Poison came from Philadelphia to go to LA to get signed and have their career. When their original guitar player did not go with them, he stayed home. Mistake. And uh, <laughs> Slash auditioned for the band. Okay. And they didn't like the way he looked. Oh, come on. Yes. They said it wasn't. It wasn't the. I mean, let's let's be honest. The first Poison album, they were pretty dolled up. And you know what I mean by lipstick, eyeliner, the big tease hair. Yeah. Slash was, is not that. Slash is just awesome yeah. and killer. So they didn't hire him. In fact, they just downright said, you are not right for this band at all. That caused a big stir between the two bands when, when Slash joined Guns N' Roses. And those two, to this day, still don't like each other. That, that's so stupid. Isn't it stupid? If he's the best guitarist that tries out, what do you care what he looks like? Well, back then, it was so much about image and not about playability. That could it be was true. It was more about, does he look the part? No. I don't care if it's Eddie Van Halen. Uh, he's not right for our band. But right or wrong, and I think that's wrong. Go, I agree with you. You take the best musician, and you make it work. So there you go. You'll never see Poison and Guns N' Roses touring together. Oh, darn. Darn it. <laughs> Brett Michaels and Axl Rose, I don't think there's enough... Uh, Ego space on that stage anyway. Or uh, hairspray. Well, I'm, I was going to say hair wigs, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah, Brett Michaels is as bald as they come. 
Just don't. Don't you, tell him that. Yeah, yeah. I love those behind the scenes of what was that stupid reality show he had, Brett Michaels? Oh, Rock of Love. Rock of Love. Yeah. Yeah. Where his wig comes off, they have to reset it. <laughs> oh, so funny. You know, he did a, he did a surgery. Uh, he's had several of them, and he wouldn't remove his wig for it. You know how when you go in surgery, it's like, take your earrings off, any necklaces you have, so nothing gets caught. He he went in with his wig and his bandana. Okay, but then they had to have taken it off during the surgery. I, I hope when he was knocked out there, took it off they and had started to. snapping photos. <laughs> they had to. It's, it's the law, as it were. All right, uh, there you go. Uh, our lesson in, in music history and soundtrack of the week is Guns and Roses. Not Guns and Roses. No. Guns and Roses. Now, now just so you know, do you know of uh, Axl Rose, obviously, and L.A. Guns? Tracy Guns was original guitar player for Guns and Roses. That's why ah. it's called Guns and Roses. Ah, I didn't know that. All right. A lot of people out there with guns and roses tattoos. A lot of people probably just change the channel when I go off on my glam rock stuff, too. So hopefully know, not. You, the, the music and concert zone is doing well. It's doing well. It's so doing well. Catch it uh, every Wednesday at 7 right here on The Zone. All right. Uh, let's get into our poll question of the week. At Austin Horton, at Johnny Lightfoot One, at Zone Sports Net. What's your favorite movie genre? What is your least favorite? And extra credit for explaining your reasoning. Mm. The reason uh, I wanted this to, to be our question this week is I'm pretty confused and complexed on why every week there's another horror movie out. Sure. I get that. They must be doing well or else they wouldn't get approval to be made by the studios. There was a time where horror movies were only released September to the very beginning of November. Yeah. And now it's become year round. Every week. Yeah. All year long. Yeah. So, what is your favorite movie genre? What's your least favorite? And extra credit for explaining why. We got so many responses, but we are up against the clock a little bit. Okay. So, we'll get just maybe a couple of the biggest ones. Let's do it. Ben Coombs, our mm. guy, responded with his favorite genre is fantasy and comedy. He cheated a little bit. Fantasy and comedy. So, that would be... Fan I can't even put it together. It'd be... Uh, Comesty. 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 Okay. Yeah. Or Fantity. Fan oh, I like Fantity. His least favorite is my guy. Horror. Okay. Doesn't care for the horror. And his, his reasoning is, I grew up with rich storytelling of early fantasy movies and books, so they're dear to me. Comedy because I try to be funny around others. Ben is a hilarious guy, by yes, the way. Yes, he is. I really struggle with horror movies. I already have anxiety disorder, and those movies make it so much worse. It's like Ben and I are the same person. You guys are, yeah. He could be sitting right here, and I couldn't tell the difference. He's a far more talented artist than I am, but and more handsome. He rocks the salt and pepper hair oh, really well. Yeah. Okay. All right, uh, Jessica. She says her favorite movie genre is crime or legal thrillers. Ooh. Her least favorite is my gal, horror. <laughs> and then she says D, but I think she means C. I fell in love with crime thrillers the moment I saw Silence of the Lambs. Mm -hmm. Is that not a horror movie? It's it's a crime thriller. All right. I love legal thrillers because I enjoy the high stakes of law. I hate horror because I like to sleep. She says, <laughs> extra credit for catching the movie I referenced with A, 2, and D. Oh, that's what she did. The she, Instead of saying A, B, C, she went A, B, 2, yeah. and D. Yeah. And I'm not going to spoil it, but I know the movie she's talking about there. It's comedy. It is. It mm -hmm. is. Uh, Johnny, what's your favorite movie genre? I love the sci-fi. 
I really am into, obviously, the Star Wars, as we talk about all the time. Blade Runner. Blade Runner, the fifth element. I love me some sci-fi because, yes, aliens. Yeah. I love it. They're coming to get us. What's your least favorite? You're going to be shocked at this. It is horror. Is it really? Yeah. But you still enjoy it. I do enjoy it. Yeah, okay. But I'll be honest, sometimes I have turned on horror movies in the middle of the night like the nun at 2 a.m oh why and i because i couldn't sleep and i'm like oh why i should just probably inviting notice. satan into your bedroom and uh i, I didn't make it through i, I had drop. to <laughs> i had to right i had to uh turn it off yeah or yeah. or put on the teletubbies after the te- well that's even more scary <laughs> teletubbies uh my favorite genre is probably dramedy okay so that's why this movie this week together really interests me now see that that i gotta be honest Austin, that does not surprise me really because you are an actor i'm a dramatic person yes you do a lot of stage acting stuff and drama is one of the biggest selling points of musical plays it is and then i do like levity okay like to keep things light and make people laugh and yeah. laugh myself you so. love the comedy yeah you're a funny uh, my guy least favorite is probably uh this will shock everybody but horror i don't care for horror I don't know if I've made that clear. I didn't know. All right, coming up next, we'll get into a From the Archives discussion, known, little known, and unknown facts about blank. Oh, I see what you did there. One of the most underrated movies I've ever seen. For sure. Talk about it next here on The Movie Zone. Locked on to the movie zone with Austin Horton and Johnny Lightfoot on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Final segment this week here on the movie zone. Austin Horton, Johnny Lightfoot. Soundtrack of the week is Guns N' Roses. Mm-hmm. This is a little known song of theirs, Live and Let Die. Yeah, by, you know, a Beatle. Yeah, by I'll Beat You. By I'll Beat All. Uh, and we'll get into uh, our From the Archives movie that has that tie in yes. in just a moment. Before we do our From the Archives, though, Johnny, Sony and Disney, we know how they've kind of gone back and forth and fought with each other on this Spider-Man property. Oh, have they ever. Well, apparently, Sony pre-released their version of the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer this week. They they have their version. Their cut. Yeah, okay. What they want to put out there. Now, they've denied the allegation, but come on. Who else would have released this? Right. And this trailer showed nods to the past Spider-Man. Oh, has it ever? And apparently, it dives in the mul- dives into the multiverse. Yeah, and and I, as far as I as far as I'm concerned, I've been pretty clear about this. I'm fatigued with Marvel. I know you are. I'm way past fatigued with Spider-Man. Okay, this was everything I'm so sick and tired of in one two-minute trailer. Yet everyone else in the world is freaking out, loving it. Okay, I I understand where you're coming from. I'm excited about a new Spider-Man movie. I'm excited that Doc Ock is back in Spider-Man because they killed him off in... uh, Spider-Man 2. Spider-Man 2 with Tobey Maguire. Uh, Electro is back in, which he was in the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man 2. Yes. But what I feel I think is going to lose a bunch of people is this multiverse what universe are we watching? Which Spider-Man are we watching? Because I've heard rumors that Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are also in this movie. They are, according to the hints in the Sony trailer. They are. The multiverse worked for into the Spideyverse, into the Spider-Verse. That, sure. That, that animation. But now we're going into the movie world. I mean, the, yeah. the Loki Disney Plus series 
opened that door. It did. And Marvel's running with it. This worries me. Seems lazy. This, I mean, seems lazy writing to just be like, oh, actually, there can be another storyline, a different Spider-Man, in a different multi, in a different universe. What? What? It, what it says to me is, we really blew it by killing off these guys. How do we fix this and bring back some classic villains? And what it says to me is, Disney and Sony are sick of each other, and so Disney and Sony are just throwing their hands up in the air, going, "You get what you want. You get what you want. We're gonna after this part our ways." Yeah, yeah. So I see it. we're not fighting anymore. Just throw whatever junk from Sony you want in there. We'll throw whatever junk we want from Marvel in here, and we'll go our different ways. I'm, I'll end it on this. I'm curious to see how they do this movie. I'm excited for this movie. Are you? The multiverse is throwing me a little bit, and I, I, I'm worried. Maybe thirty percent that it might finally destroy the superhero genre. And that is actually where I was going to go with my positive takeaway from this. Is this might <laughs> this might end? It might that uh, that love affair. It, well, well, it might not end, but it might be a big old wedge in the. Uh, it, it might be a splinter that festers in okay. the thigh of superhero genre. I get it. Yeah, I get it. All right, let's talk about from the archives this week. Uh, okay, we, we finish each week with a examination of known, unknown, and little known facts about a movie that's at least ten years old. And uh, you picked Gross Point Blank. Blank. Yes. I always get that. It's either Point Gross Blank or Gross Point Blank. Gross Point is the city. I always say break, like Point Break. Uh-huh, yeah. But yes, I know. Yes, it is the city and the high school. The high school. And this is about John Cusack playing a guy who's going back to his high school reunion, but he's a hitman. He's a hitman. And he, he runs didn't want to go. Yeah. He runs into his high school uh, uh, love. Crush. Crush. Yes. And uh, stuff ensues. Yes. So give us our unknown, little known, and unknown, or whatever, known facts. 1997's Gross Point Blank, directed by George Armitage. Sure. That's how I think you say it. Yeah. Starring Joan Cusack. I'm oh, sorry, John Cusack, Minnie Driver, Dan Aykroyd, Alan Arkin, Joan Cusack, Jeremy Piven, Jenna Elfman, and Mitchell Ryan. Not to mention Hank Azaria is in there, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a rated R movie with a runtime of one hour and 47 minutes. And boy, let's just dive into the trivia because I have got some on here for sure. This one's actually my favorite, and I don't know if you knew this or not, but this movie features appearances by most of the acting members from the Cusack family, yeah. including John and Joan, Ann Cusack, and Bill Cusack, only one sister, Susie Cusack, and father, Dick Cusack, are absent from this movie. That's a big acting family that you don't know of anyone but the two. Three of them. Right, right. Now, the director originally planned to shoot the high school scenes at Gross Point South High, but was unable to get permission from the school board. They felt that it would be inappropriate to show someone graduating from their school system to become a hitman. <laughs> Come on. It's a movie. <laughs> However, the high school they did use uh, is John Marshall High School, which is in Los Angeles, California. Aha. Uh-huh. Apparently, they don't have problems with people becoming hitmen from no, their school. No, that's the, you raise them to be that in L.A. <laughs> An actor or a hitman—that's your goal. Yeah. So, according to the director George, he basically shot three movies at the same time. One stuck to the script. One that was mildly uh, understated. Okay. 
and one that completely over the top version in terms of improv- uh, improvisation and energy. It was usually the third version that got used in his movies, but I mean, it was mostly the third using that got used. There were means could be alternate takes or nearly scenes set out of somewhere, depending on whether the studio retained the footage. Basically, whether the studio liked that shot or not, you I know, see. Yeah. is basically what happened. However, uh, According to the film's, what would you call it, the DVD and Blu-ray releases, there's no plans on releasing the other version, which I kind of would like to see. The director's cut? Yeah, yeah, I'd like to see what he really had in mind for this. Uh, I like Gross Point Blank. Yeah? If it's on, I'll watch it. I don't think I would really just search, like, if I have downtime, like, what movie do I want to watch? I don't know that I would pick Gross Point Blank. No, but and it is a movie that's when it's on, Yeah, I'll I can, watch I'll it. Watch yeah. it. But here's why. Um, we had a little fun a moment ago about uh, the improbability of a guy from Gross Point mm-hmm. High becoming a hitman. In, in a similar vein, I have a problem with him being called to kill someone in Gross Point at the, or whatever. What's the city? Yeah, Gross Point. Gross Point, yeah. At the same time his high school reunion's going on. Right. That's, that's where I kind of go, well, that's convenient for the movie. But that aside... It's a good movie. It's a good movie. Gross Point Blank, 1997. Can't believe it's been that long. I know, right? Unbelievable. All you right. were just a youngin' then. I was. I didn't see it till I was in college, actually. So. Right, of course. All right, uh, that's going to do it for this week's edition of The Movie Zone. We'll have big releases out next week, so stay tuned for that. Johnny, have a good week, man. Have a good week, buddy. See ya. It's Johnny Lightfoot. I'm Austin Horton. Be back next week on The Movie Zone.